Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Um, so my first question for you is, as the youngest mayor in the city of Richmond's history, how have you been able to remain grounded and undeterred from folding under their pressure? You know, I always um, recall the reasons why I got involved in politics and public service in the first place. I thought the conditions of my city uh, deserved more, the people of my city deserved more, and I wanted to improve those conditions. I'm into justice. Mm. I'm into righting those wrongs and, and giving a voice to the voiceless. That keeps me going. But what also keeps me going as well and keeps me grounded is the, the people who gave me this opportunity, not just the people of Richmond, but my family. Mm. My grandmother, Mary, my father, Marvin. I see Mary and Marvin's every day. And uh, my job is to do right by them. What would you say has been the biggest reason to Richmond's continued progress under your leadership? Well, you know, um, 23,000 new residents have moved into the city since 2010. We are the, uh, the center for all things arts, history, and culture mm. in the Commonwealth of Virginia. There's a mix of ingredients that contribute to why we have seen so much progress. But also, I think that there are folks in the city who, who desire to have more, who believe that Richmond can be more. And that's what pushes me, and I think that's what pushes our city to a place that we've never been before. And I want not for the city just to be a place where you can have a job and live a good, high quality of life, but also a, a place that's welcoming and just for all. Hmm. So in your opinion, what is the greatest grand challenge or wicked problem um, facing the city of Richmond now? 25% of the city's residents live under the poverty line. 40% of our children live under the poverty line. I look at poverty being at the center of everything we do. And then we have certain vehicles to mitigate it. Number one, I think at the central, that's central to the mitigation of poverty is housing, mm. right? That's why uh, this year I called for the creation of 1,500 new affordable housing units in the city uh, over the next five years. In addition to that, we have a vehicle that was created by a, a U of R professor, Dr. Thad Williamson, uh, in my predecessor's administration, the Office of Community Wealth Building. Mm -hmm. Lastly, I, I do believe that we have a responsibility when it comes to health care as well. Mm. What we've done in a significant way is invest more in uh, the Richmond Behavioral Health Authority as well to, to tackle some of the, the ills of uh, opioid addiction and also uh, of, of, of also just drug addiction, period, in general, and, and, and mental health. We have to be about justice. Mm. We have to right wrongs. Could you describe how you were able to secure voting rights for so many Virginians and some of the challenges associated uh, with this process? Yes, you know, when I uh, took the oath of office as Secretary of the Commonwealth, uh, I took it uh, with, uh, um, you know, with high hopes that we could actually do something that would unwind the, um, uh, the, the, the Jim Crow era laws that were currently on the books and uh, that unfortunately disenfranchised a number of, of voters or, or potential voters in the city, uh, in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I had a specific uh, uh, story in my background that my father was a former offender who, uh, who had a son who was involved and who was involved in politics and government. Mm. And so I worked for a number of folks, uh, elected leaders, who were running for office, and my father couldn't participate. Mm. And then I realized I have to uh, find ways that he can be involved. And I did that. But it's not 
enough for me just to give my father the right to participate? How do I get more people the right to vote? So incrementally, we made some serious changes. Having a felony on your record should not be a reason why you shouldn't participate. Mm -hmm. If you paid your debt to society, uh, you, are, you deserve the right. Uh, this isn't a privilege. This is a right, a, a, a God-given, enable right that is provided in true democracies. Mm -hmm. How can individuals generate greater political engagement, not only in their communities, but in the neighboring communities that surround them? Yeah, um, there are two passive forms. Um, I think in, in political engagement uh, in a democracy. Number one is registering to vote. That's mm -hmm. baseline, mm -hmm. right? Number two is voting. Um, I want you to do both. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to actually have the franchise, but you gotta actually use it. Mm -hmm. And you can't choose to use it every four years during the presidential. You gotta use it every year at the local level, particularly where the, the issues that impact your life are, are on the ballot. Thank you so much, Mayor Stoney. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I definitely look forward to hearing your, your talk later tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael.